You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. The YouTuber on a Mission to Save the Classic RPG English professor Matt Barton grew up loving computer role-playing games, like Pool of Radiance and Baldur's Gate, and was discouraged when that style of thoughtful, analytical gameplay almost disappeared. For a long time, the very words, turn-based, were enough to make everybody laugh at you. Barton says in episode 363 of The Geek's Guide to the Galaxy podcast. It was like, who wants that? It's boring. We want action, action, action. Barton did his best to draw attention to the classics of the genre, publishing Dungeons and Desktops, a history of computer role-playing games. He also started interviewing game designers on his YouTube channel, with a special emphasis on role-playing games of the 1980s and 90s. Once I started doing this, I had people contacting me saying, Here's who I am. I worked on this series. I saw your interview with Jeff McCord, and I've got some stuff I'd like to talk about as well, Barton says. So it was just one after another. Boom, boom, boom. There were a lot of untold stories. In one interview, he asked Brian Fargo what a sequel to Wasteland might look like, and Fargo spitballed a few ideas. A year later, those ideas had grown into a Kickstarter pitch for Wasteland 2, which ultimately produced a successful game. He has acknowledged That it kind of comes back to the moment in that interview where I asked him that question, and he started thinking about it and got more and more excited about it, Barton says. So I'd like to think I really played a role in that. In recent years, crowdfunding has led to a flourishing of games with old-school sensibilities, including Divinity, Original Sin, Pillars of Eternity, and Torment, Tides of Numenara. Barton is thrilled by the new and exciting games but he also encourages players to embrace older designers as well. I tell people all the time, if you're playing some old game, it's really not that hard to figure out who made it and send them a shout-out on Twitter or something, he says. You really do make their day with stuff like that. Listen to the complete interview with Matt Barton in episode 363 of Geek's Guide to the Galaxy. And here are some highlights from the discussion. Matt Barton on Education It's not so much that you learn valuable content from playing these games, but you do learn habits of thinking. So really it comes down to the scientific method, learning about statistical reasoning. If you really are good at these games and you play them enough, you'll start to pick up on things like, I should use this weapon rather than that weapon, or here's a different kind of creature, they have these resistances. 
It's those kinds of observations. And then you try something, you measure the results, you modify your tactics along the way. And even though these are fights with rats or skeletons or zombies, or whatever the case may be, you're training your mind to approach problems in a certain way that's really just straight out of a science textbook. Matt Barton on Game Design As things start to scale upwards, it becomes more of a game made by committee. Like a big Hollywood production, you can imagine that, except even the producer doesn't have that much power. So you get these watered-down projects that are trying to please everybody, without a lot of creative vision. There's not a unified vision that you get in those early projects like Shard of Spring. Or look at all the early Ultima games, where it was mostly Lord British. I think you really see a huge difference when you go for something like Ultima 3 or Ultima 4, and then you compare that to Ultima 9 or Ultima Online, something with a much bigger scale. I think you really lose something when you move from the small teams. Matt Barton on World Building Designers want to show how creative they are and how original they are. Here's a new twist, like with Dragon Age. The elves will be totally different in this game, and the dwarves won't have beards. But that's just annoying to so many of the players. Now, the players that have been really hardcore about it, they're hungry for something different, some alternative. But for the masses out there, they're not really demanding that alternative because they haven't gotten their fill of the main fare. And I think that's really where computer role-playing games are. There haven't been enough of these, compared to the tabletop role-playing games, so there's plenty of room just for standard fantasy, sword and sorcery, dwarves with beards and Scottish accents, the works. Matt Barton on GOG.com I really want to shine a light on a website called GOG.com, goodoldgames.com, because they actually make a lot of these old, old games available. So all you have to do is click the link, install the game, and boom, you're good to go. You don't have to worry about emulators and things. Because that was one of the problems I had with the first edition of Dungeons & Desktops. It was just so hard getting these games to work on a modern computer. And that's basically trivial nowadays. So rather than just looking at a book like this as a bunch of obsolete games, you might actually see some games that look interesting. And you can go back and play those very easily now. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.